You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have Tessa Blanchard becoming the heavyweight champion in Impact Wrestling and the controversy that came along with that, NXT Blackpool 2, your recap for that. Buddy Murphy joins Seth Rollins and the AOP. The Wednesday Night Wars, that, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Man from Ringside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the Man from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Naked Bootleg. And to my left, as always, we have Two Beer Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer Zach? No, 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 I'm trying to get that reference. <laughs> it's it's not really a wrestling reference. That uh, was football. Vi- Vice didn't send me anything, so this is a nickname that I've been trying to give myself for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. I just... <laughs> I just realized as I as we started the podcast that Bo didn't send me anything. I was like, "Oh, I got to come up with something," and that's why I've been going for that and head cheese. Uh, how you doing, Two Beers Zach Pullman? I'm doing okay. Yes? I guess I need to watch more real sports. You do watch a real sport every fucking day, baby. Don't you? Don't <laughs> showbiz. And to his left, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to bow our heads as we pull down the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 138, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I'll see you in about 10 days. Um, interesting week in wrestling. Um, AEW getting the signed deal uh, for an extension going to 2023. Yes. Uh, I think that's something else that we, we're going to get into. But, yeah, uh, plenty to talk about, so let's get to it. Plenty to talk about. We are coming at you from my exquisite basement in South Petrodome. City, St. Louis. Uh, it's cold outside, fellas. <laughs> it was 60 fucking degrees yesterday. <laughs> And it's 20 degrees today. So my buddy is bringing over his dog to stay with us for a week so she can hang out with my dog. And so I knew that they were going to be killing each other outside in the backyard. So I went outside today to clean up last couple days poop, you know. And I was like, ooh, I'll let it freeze. It'll be easier to pick up. No, it was hard to pick up. That shit was stuck, man. I was like, what shit, you It was like hard as rock. <laughs> that was not well thought out. I mean, it, I mean, there's really no good way to pick up poop though. It's either no, wet, do it's it. either wet or it's hard. No, man. you just got to do it, man. Kind of like dive me. in there. Uh, <laughs> so, so we got we got a bunch of stuff to get to. Um, so <laughs> let's start off with that. Three counts. One, two, three. What you got, JCB? Speaking of wet and hard. Yeah, uh, you ain't shit. Tessa Blanchard uh, wins the Impact World Heavyweight Championship off of Sammy Callahan on Sunday night at the Hard to Kill pay-per-view. We are kind of, uh, not even kind of, we're watching the pay-per-view as we speak as we're doing this one count of the pod. Um, Obviously, the win over Sammy Callahan is historic, obviously, for gender reasons, but I think for me, the bigger story coming in and out of this is the fact that Tessa, uh, I guess a couple of days beforehand, sent out this tweet basically saying that 
women in wrestling need to take care of each other. You know, women need to support women. Women uplift each other, all that other good stuff. And, and that then, was like sending out a bat signal. Yeah, because then <laughs> Allison K comes out and basically, <laughs> you know, destroys her. Chelsea Green basically calls her a mean girl. You've got women of color saying that she's she being tested, spat in their face and dropped the end bomb. So not that long ago either. Not that long ago either. Um, so I kind of tripped off of this just kind of thinking about, you know, just this is not let's just cut to the chase. This is not the first time that Tessa Blanchard has had issues with women, bad behavior, whatever the case may be. The original May Young classic did have Tessa Blanchard in it. Part of the reason why rumor has it that she didn't get signed with WWE is because she had these problems trailing behind her. Whatever story it is, whether it's spitting in women of color's faces or just generally just being a a mean girl in general, Tessa Blanchard had a bad reputation. So that reputation apparently had kind of quieted down a little bit until she made this tweet and then it had resurfaced again. So going into the match itself, I had questions to even begin with it. Let's, uh, let's, Let's set up for the people that maybe don't know. Maybe, I mean... I'm sure there's not even, not only for the people that don't follow wrestling as closely as we do, but probably for a few that do, what was going on in Impact Wrestling this weekend where Tessa Blanchard was going to fight a man for the heavyweight championship, not some not some lesser title, not the women's title. It's for the men's heavyweight championship, and it was Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. So just wanted to set that up. So they they've had a running feud. Being the for, pro that I am, and look at you. <laughs> they've had a running feud for obviously a few months, and it had now culminated into this match. I thought it was a, a very good build to this match. I just wasn't sure if a we should be going down this road where you have intergender wrestling and it's for a men's title, and b. If they did pull the trigger with Tessa, where do you go from here? Because now you're going to have, obviously, men like Moose, Eddie Edwards. Um, if Brian Cage is still a part of Impact Wrestling, Brian Cage owes her receipt. It would be hard for me to suspend that disbelief to allow me to think that she can beat men of much greater size, okay? I'm I'm not going to sit up here and get into the logistics of all that. I'll just keep it at that. So fast forward, it was a great match. Tessa obviously wins, but I felt a little empty because I just had this sick little feeling in the pit of my stomach because I like Tessa Blanchard. I, I think she's amazing in the uh, the ring. She was last year's woman of the woman uh, wrestler of the year for me. So. For me, I'm kind of conflicted because I want to be happy for her because she just made history. But on the flip side of it, as a man of color, if you're running around spitting in people's face, and I don't care if she dated Ricochet or not, I've seen that argument. Look, that doesn't make her, if this story is true, that doesn't make her any less of a racist just because she dated a man of color. That doesn't change anything for me. You can't do one thing and then 
do something else and be excused for it. That, that just doesn't equate for Wait, me. Wait, so sorry. does that mean I can't go around saying, hey, guys, I do a podcast with a black dude? <laughs> <laughs> you just totally shattered his whole world. Not to say, it's one of five black friends he probably has in his life. But that's what... <laughs> 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 it's probably more like four. But whatever. You know, who's really counting? Three now. <laughs> dude's like, fuck, Bill. I hate this dude. I, did, I just felt empty at the end of the day, and I'll just wrap it up by just saying this. After the fact, she Tessa came out and basically, you know, didn't apologize. Basically, was was, you know, I'm the champ now kind of deal, so now you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm your impact world champion i just rather her not even say anything at all if you're going to come out and speak you need to say hey i apologize at least for me that would diffuse some of my issues with this whole angle for me an apology is not necessary but i would like to have it just for the fact that i can personally move along because more times than not fans are going to forgive these jokers were going off the chain over this match. And like I said, it's a good-ass match. They totally forget about the controversy and just focus on the match. For me, like I said, I need to at least hear the words so I can personally move along. What you got, Zach? Yeah, there is a reason why the best North American women's wrestler and the daughter of Tully Blanchard was not signed with WWE. So, I mean, this wasn't a secret to, like, anybody that worked – like in the industry, like the people in Impact knew about her history and they, you know, decided to go with this angle anyway. All the people that were saying, oh, they're not going to put the title on her. They had already decided to put the title on her before this came out. They knew about it. Like, so, I mean, it that that is whatever. Uh, yeah, I, if it's coming out on Twitter now, then it, it, in uh, in the locker room, everybody's known about it forever. Yeah, you probably think Don all, Callis doesn't know. Probably all over the industry. Yeah, they 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 probably got her for a steal right. because you know she couldn't get signed anywhere else. So, but I mean, she has a huge talent, and uh, watching this match now for the first time, and it's it's pretty killer. I wish we did have volume just for the crowd reactions because I think, like Jason said, I think the crowd was probably very hot for this match. Very much so. Yeah, protest a crowd. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into the 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 politics of like what happened and and all that, but. Like Jason said, the smart play for her would have either been to say nothing or to apologize instead of doubling down. So um, it is kind of interesting. Or maybe not to say anything prior to the match about how women should support women. Maybe sure. Maybe, maybe anticipate what's coming at you if you put out some uh, stuff like that. You yeah, know? I, I, but I don't think she really anticipated that. I don't think that if, if we would have played armchair quarterback – she wouldn't do this again. I promise you. I, for whatever reason, she put this tweet out with whatever motivation came behind it, and she did not see or expect the shit storm that came from it. So it is what it is. It's one of those th- things where you know I love Twitter, but then there, every now and then I'm really like, wait, 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 wait. No, let me delete all this shit because I'm getting ready to get myself into some shit. Well, I mean, my whole thing about it is. Wow, that was a great move. Uh, so we're watching the match right now. Uh, unknown sound on. It was a Canadian uh, destroyer, yeah. if you're wondering. 
followed by another, <laughs> another Canadian, Canadian destroyer. destroyer. So actually, uh, it's more of a Panama sunrise. Jesus Christ, guys, this is an audio medium. <laughs> um, so uh, what I think is funny about it is that like this should have been a moment um, for women all over the industry and girls that watch the show, girls that watch wrestling and everything like that to celebrate. And instead, uh, cancel culture got ahead of it. Like she, I, I'm not saying she's canceled because cancel culture really hasn't gotten to wrestling yet much has much as it hasn't really gotten to the music industry yet, but there Twitter was a, would have you believe otherwise, but Twitter would have you believe otherwise the people spending money. They don't care. Yeah, they the, the most of the people in that stadium don't know, or most of the people in that arena, wherever they're at, don't even know what happened Alice. with Tessa Blanchard. Um, what I'm saying is, it's it's really kind of. I, I wish I, I wish I had something more profound to say. It's really pretty interesting to see that the the first woman to win a heavyweight championship title in a major or semi-major wrestling promotion, at least one that's on TV every week. Yeah, it's one uh, with a TV contract. I'd say they're a major promotion. Yeah, that's major. She, uh, like, the women came before her, and they were like, fuck you. They were like, no, actually, you suck. This is terrible. You're the worst person to take it. And that's interesting to me just as from a cultural standpoint, from a cultural linchpin, that this is where we're at, and you can't – just be a woman and and think that everybody's going to rally behind you because if you're dropping the N-bomb and if you're spitting in people's faces over in Japan or whatever she did, I mean, I read a, a bunch of stuff about her that uh, it's no bueno. No, and and think, but I would agree with Tubier on this one. I think that Don Callis... Scott Demore, the powers that be, had put this on the track, and hell or high water, we're going to get this thing pushed through. The first time we talked about this was probably six weeks ago, about how Tessa Blanchard was going to, how she was going to fight Sammy Callahan for the heavyweight belt, and she was going to win. I mean, it might not have been on the air. It might have been in the backyard banging Maybe. cigs, but we we talked about it not that long ago, or about no, six weeks ago. Because, I mean, I, re I remember the match being booked, and I, my mind still is, is where do you – if people are losing their mind about Riho wrestling other women as small as she is, I can't imagine what the, the pushback is if, let's just say, for the sake of argument, Brian Cage – and Tessa Blanchard wrestle uh -oh. next week. He's going hardcore Holly on us. Okay, but that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, I think the outrage how can, for a lot of that is is like faux outrage as far as like the Reho stuff goes. Like, you go, she goes to a live crowd and she's over and everybody in the building's into it and they're into her comeback. Uh, but I I understand where you're coming from with the uh, the size differential added to the gendered kind of aspect of it. it it's it's an interesting dynamic and it's something that is it believable i think that's I th or are we just supposed to just di suspend it all but it's the same I, as I think, like a big guy little guy right match. No, I, I think no, they would wrestle I get at the that. same no, time it's the same that every, everybody was saying about uh jungle boys uh buddy 
What's Marco his name? Stunt. Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, do you think Tessa Blanchard could beat up Marco Stunt? Because I bet she could. She'd no, be the I'm big guy th- in that match. Okay, but Marco Stunt is not Impact Heavyweight Champion. Totally understand. But is it believable for Marco Stunt to get some offense in on Christopher Daniels or on Frankie Gazarian or on... Lucha, I mean, not Luchasaurus are on the same side, but you, you understand what I yeah. mean. Like, I don't think that that's what, I, like, as a wrestling fan, I don't care. I, I, really, I really don't care. Like, I would rather be entertained. I, I wish that it wasn't Tessa Blanchard with her checkered past that became the first woman to win a heavyweight belt. Agreed. But also as a wrestling fan, I've devoted a lot of time in my 40 years on earth to watching a bunch of people fake fight for my entertainment, and I don't really need it to be that believable. I mean, do you? Do you need to be that believable? It's all pretty fake. It's all pretty fake, but for me to get the emotional investment in to be like, okay, this is a solid angle, I need some. I mean, some. I want to see Tessa... I want to see Tessa fight Walter. All that oh, being Jesus all, all Christ. That, all no, that, stop. All that being said. What, I just want to see her chop her titties. What I really want to say. He just pop, he just pop them titties with that chop. <laughs> what, I really, what I really want to say is I think it's pretty cool that a woman now has the heavyweight belt in TNA. The match was really, really good. And that's, yeah, because she can go, and because she can go, they told a good story. We saw, we watched, accidentally watched the match beforehand, where the, that the almost knee, told a better story, where the knee came into play then, and then it came into play in the the title change. So I mean, this was an ongoing building story, crescendoing at Dallas with her winning the title. I was happy for about thirty seconds, and then I was just kind of like, well, damn. <laughs> you know, this yeah. kind of sucks. Because she sucks. Yeah. As a person, she seemingly sucks. It's like when I watched The Usual Suspects was on cable not that long ago. I was watching I was like, this movie rules. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. But so, Louis, Louis C.K., God, I, I, went saw, <laughs> I went and saw him live. Oh, God damn, he's funny. Oh, yeah, man, yeah but, he, and he, but he sucks as a person. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's where I'm walking away from it is that – I'm probably still going to be a fan, probably not as big as fan, because now it just feels like she's just going to be, fuck it, I don't care what's going to happen. And God bless her for it. She can wake up in the morning, look herself in the mirror, and have that attitude. More power to you. But um, I mean, I bottom just, line is don't spit in anybody's face. Let's, drop, let's not call people the end bomb without having some sort of repercussions coming back towards you, because eventually uh, it will happen. Unless you're, unless you're black, then you can do whatever yeah, the do fuck you want with it. it yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't jerk off in front of anybody without their permission. No, I think she was taking dumps, and, and that was on. I'm talking audio. about Louis C.K. Wait, she was taking dumps? Yeah, apparently that came out as well. What? Um, yeah, apparently <laughs> she, was, she was being audio recorded. Ah, it's not hot! <laughs> that is not hot. <laughs> she was being audio recorded as a, another part of this brewing controversy, for lack of a better word. Uh, apparently, someone recorded her taking uh, defecation and possibly like, has like sold said, it. 
like how you, I like so how you, I like how we said dump like five times in a row, and then you're like, uh, it's a defecation. <laughs> so like she just like took a shit that and was like good. She just took a shit and like sold her shit. Is that what you're saying? Sold the audio. Sold the it. audio. Okay, I thought you meant she was like literally shitting on other female no, wrestlers no. instead of just metaphorically shitting. No. Uh, That's a hell of a way to bury somebody. (laughs) Okay, I mean, like, would I watch Tessa Blanchard take a shit? Maybe. Would I pay for it? No. (laughs) He said maybe. (laughs) Where am I at when she's taking this shit? Uh, I'd probably watch it. That's going to bring it to our check out. One, two, three. (laughs) What you got, two beer? Spit on my hand and call it the (laughs) N-word. I think I killed Jason. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he's standing up. Yeah, I got to breathe, man. Shit. Oh, <laughs> Give me some of that. What's the two count? Uh, I think we, we agreed on two of them. Uh, one of them's AEW, one of them's NXT. So we got wrestling on the TV. No, no, no. So let's talk about. Uh, no, no, no. You forgot. Jesus Christ. Is it, did you drink NXT, before you get here? No, NXT UK. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It's NXT. No, I haven't had a drink since Christmas. God bless you. Maybe you need one. That's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So NXT UK Blackpool 2. Yeah. So um, I pulled this up on Wikipedia just, you know, to remind myself of the card. And apparently uh, in the there's a dark match like they do. And Joseph Connors defeated A-Kid, who I didn't even know was in NXT UK, who's awesome. So um, I put on this A-Kid ricochet match. So that's what we're watching right now as we talk about... Uh, NXT UK Black uh, Takeover Blackpool Two. If you haven't seen this match, it's on uh, White Wolf Wrestling. It's like a Spanish promotion. Uh, it's on YouTube. The whole match is. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, opening match: Eddie Dennis defeated Trent Seven. It's a fine opening match. I don't think anybody's uh, gonna be mad about that. Uh, Trent Seven's like super over. Yeah, I was gonna say this is for for me. It was more about Eddie Dennis getting over. Um, as a progress wrestling fan, his character in progress, it, to me, is way different and way more uh, one to invest in versus this version of Eddie Dennis, which kind of seems a little neutered. But I think that's probably the fact that, you know, in progress, you can basically curse and get away with a lot, lot more versus NXT UK, which is kind of a neutered down product versus progress. But go ahead. Eddie Dennis and Hangman Page have something in common. Both. Quit teaching to uh, become. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. I was getting ready to say. I, I've t- I keep forgetting Hangman Page was teaching. That's weird. You wouldn't have forgot if he was if you were one of his students. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there not. was like I bet those girls were crushing on the Hangman <laughs> so <laughs> hard. Oh my god! I say get nothing done in that classroom. Shit. Actually, on being the elite one time, he's like, "Hey guys, if any of you guys want tickets to uh, AEW, if you're any of my old students, he's like, just hit me up." He's like, "Unless it's Deontay." Fuck you. (laughs) He must have had some really... uh, Nice. Yeah, him and Deontay must have had some uh, issues, to say the least. Yeah. All right, so uh, second match, Kaylee Ray, who is our NXT UK Women's Champion, defeated Tony Storm and Piper Niven. Uh, Super solid match, uh, but it was also, again, I'm going to say it, it was every WWE triple threat match that you you see. Uh, But it was still... Really entertaining. Piper Niven, who just uh, suffered Bell's palsy, like, what, maybe six, eight weeks ago? I really? don't know. Yeah, she had Bell's palsy. Like, uh, Jim Ross got, uh, she had, like, half her face paralyzed. Pretty fucked up. But uh, 
She comes back, wrestles a good match. That was a real good match. Anyway, Kaylee Ray retains. And then we have match of the night. I don't think anybody will argue this. It was match of the weekend. One of the matches of the year. Um, early candidate. Early candidate. <laughs> Jesus. As good as anything that uh, you would have seen. Maybe not anything. As good as most of the things that you would have seen uh, on Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Jordan Devlin and Tyler Bate, where Tyler Bate gets his first NXT UK takeover win against Jordan Devlin. Just a totally killer match. Incredible match. Yeah, I was going to say that there was a couple of times when we were watching it before we started the pod where I was like initially watching the match, the Spanish fly off the top by Devlin, and then after that where he basically uh, jerked him up, I mean, dead lefted him into the suplex. I was like, okay, this is it. You know, that this match has got to end at this point. And when Bate kicked out, I was like, Jesus Christ, you got to be kidding me. I didn't necessarily have a, a huge problem with it, but, I mean, this is where I kind of agree with Bill on finishers or devastating moves. That's where I was like, okay, this match should probably be over at this point. But then, you know, credit to Tyler Bate. He pulled off his sequence of moves, ending with the uh, the corkscrew moonsault off the top, which is <laughs> the cherry on top of the cake. God damn, that boy's good. Good, good great match. Um, I, that, my one nitpick of it was where I'm like, okay, with devastating moves like this, Sometimes maybe the match should end with that move or a finishing move, but neither here nor there. Go ahead. Man, those guys are just so good. Uh, Jordan Devlin's like a young Finn Balor, which is understandable because he was trained by Finn Balor. Yeah, he trained him. So but, they're also Irish. Yeah, but, I mean, at least for me, they may be, you know, similar, but they're two totally different wrestlers. Jordan Devlin, oh, yeah. to me, is much more of the – the finished product. I wouldn't say finished product. The more complete product. Speed, power, the the agility, the whole shit. He's more dynamic. Yeah. You know, Finn is more of a speed demon. You know, every now and then he can pull out of a power move. But Jordan Devlin, to me, is more of a complete package. I mean, I really want to talk about Tyler Bate, though, because Tyler Bate has – I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what more can you really say? I mean, he had the amazing match with Walter at the last takeover. Now amazing. he has, has this match. The prop. You know, he also is, well. I mean, he also had a match of the year candidate. If not, I mean, it was our first beefers where it was him versus Pete Dunn. Yeah. Where yeah, total five star match. That might have been. I mean, that was a lot of people's match of the year for that year. Also, yeah, yeah, and, then and, he, and that was. Two, three years ago. That I was know. three years like, ago. And he's been... And then he fights with uh, Trent Seven in Mustache Mountain, and they consistently have great matches. That Undisputed Era match on NXT just TV. It was right. fucking phenomenal. Right. Them, yes. Them and DIY Worlds Collide has yes. now made that pretty much must-see for me. Yes. It's unbelievable. I guess here's... This is where I have the problem He's 22. With, this is where I have the problem with NXT UK. They need another singles title because at this point, it's Walter has already beaten three of what I would consider the top guys in the company. Um, Tiger Bait, Coffee, and uh, shit. I can't think of the third person off the top oh, of my head. We beat Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, okay. Fair enough. Then after that, now you got kind of got a drop-off of who he can – defend the title against next. Granted, they don't have a lot of, you know, takeovers. They kind of space them out a little more than what uh, the original NXT does. But I mean, maybe not for long. Like, they, it's it's 
they were hot shows. No, no. The, the English crowd does it right. They are a hot crowd they, nine times out of ten. And they're in that ballroom, which is so – it just looks so badass. It's, drinking, it's, a, it's a nice atmosphere. Drinking bitter in the fucking ballroom with this – just awesome wrestling going on, singing, God. eating fish and chips oh, fuck. <laughs> with their just, nasty, dumbass teeth. <laughs> living, well, there living goes the that. Best life. I was just getting ready to say road trip, but never mind. <laughs> we'll go there. I'll go there. Yeah, you, you keep saying that shit. We'll get over and there. And going home wedged. to vote for some fucking Tories. <laughs> okay, what was next after Bait and Devlin? Okay, yeah, we lost ourselves there. Uh, the next was the ladder match, uh, Gallus, which is Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, or the champions. They defeated Imperium, which is Fabian Eichner and Michael Barthel, and I couldn't—that's the guy's name—I couldn't remember earlier. And the Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, and Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, so it's a four-way tag team match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Uh, just a total ridiculous ladder match. Where first ever you NXT UK ladder match? Yeah, first ever. And just a, I say totally ridiculous because all these guys did was just flip off the ladders and onto ladders, and like not a single person tried to get a belt for like twenty minutes. Yeah, it was it was, I mean, it was a Baron Corbin wet dream. <laughs> it was it was less less of a spot fest and more of a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, I say that in the in the best way possible. It was just sloppy. It it had its moments. I'm not going to sit up here and say it was the worst ladder match I've seen. It wasn't the best. It was somewhere in the gray. But, unfortunately, a ladder match is, is going to be about spots. Some of the spots, they pulled off very well. Other spots were cringeworthy at best. At the end of the day, it's about who walked away with the titles. For me, Gallus retaining works best for me. Everybody else has kind of touched the titles in some form or fashion. I'm okay with Gallus retaining at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was just, um, just kind of silly. Uh, carnage. 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 Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, guys were getting a little close to hurt. But if I'm not I, a huge fan of that. But yeah, close to hurt, yes. Well, I mean, you know, nobody walked away injured. A bunch, a of, the ladder, of, a bunch of the ladders were gimmicked. You could tell. Oh, they were, yeah, they for were, sure. They were snapping the one, in half. Yeah, the one table that gave away... Just yeah. like when I think it was Mark Coffey laid on it, it gave away right away. Right. So I was like, okay, see, right, it is what it is, which is fine. Be safe. No, yeah, I'd much rather have that versus you know the New Japan table. That's you know maybe it maybe break, maybe it won't. We'll yeah. see. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Sorry, yeah, this table's made of stone. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Those fucking New Japan tables are harder than Battle Toads on the original Game Boy, and that's hard. Yeah, okay, see, you know what? I, I've heard this Battletoads thing, and I I don't know what it is. Like, so hard. It was a video game. I had it. It was uh, incredibly hard. I just played like the first level over and over because you would just die, uh, you know, two levels in or whatever. It's kind of like the Lion King on Sega Genesis that was like that, where I played the game over and over, but it was just like the first couple levels because you could just never get any further. Anyway, that's uh. Totally tangential. And that's that for uh, <laughs> Millennial Talk. This, yeah. is the, this has been the Millennial Corner with and two beers, Zach Bowman. After that, King. we have uh, Walter defeating Joe Coffey by submission. So this was your main event, your big man main event, uh, you know, singles match for the WWE UK Championship, which is not called the NXT UK Championship. It's the WWE UK Championship. That's fine. 
Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's just a thing that is still a thing. But uh, this match was fine. Uh, Joe Coffey is very agile for his size. Uh, but it's funny. I was sitting here eating my sandwich that I brought with me. Oh, God damn, that sandwich looked good. Yeah, it was really good. It's one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Hey, Joya's Deli, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> you can just pay us in hot salami. Right? You guys could just pay us in hot salami. I say, you boys got to eat. Just pay us in hot salami. Ah, it's not hot. I'll never say that. I'll never say it. But, um,. Bill, while I was eating my sandwich, I had a big mouthful of hot salami, <laughs> and uh, he said, "You know, Joe Coffey's like I don't think he's ready for the for the big show and or big time or something." I, to I, think I said I don't main think event. he's ready for prime time. Prime time. There we go. That's good. And uh, I was thinking the exact same thing in the sense that uh, he's got everything you know you would want. He's agile. He's a good worker. He's a big guy, uh, but he just seems to lack. A little something, whether it's charisma, his timing often seems a little bit off. Like him that's, and Walter were off a little bit. That's in this match. the biggest. That's the biggest one for me. Like I don't watch a lot of NXT UK. I don't watch the weekly show, but I've watched every single takeover, and he's been in the main event of two of them. Yeah, Pete and, Dunn was the last one, and that match. Some people raved about it. Some people had the same criticisms as the Walter match, which was the timing was off and. I think that's bit. more on Joe Coffey than it is on Walter or Pete Dunn. Unfortunately, he's the the time of denominator on that. I like Joe Coffey. I think that uh, it's it's one of those things where I just think the the roster is kind of thin up at the top, especially it feels like it's a lot of, of mid card guys. The tag team division is decent, not good, not great. It's going to be hard to move forward when you don't have competition for Walter or you don't have, like, for me, like I said, a mid-card title of some sort is is basically screaming out to be well, had. Well, I mean, I think they still have time, I think, because they don't have as many takeovers. They've got Ilya Dragunov, and they've got uh, him and Jordan Devlin have had amazing matches in OTT. I've seen two just absolutely classic Walter-Jordan Devlin matches in OTT and they could just bring those back and do that series again, and that could get you through a fucking year. Um, I don't know. It just depends. I, I haven't been watching the product. Uh, I'm sure you've been watching it, but I have not been watching week to week like I was back when I had the network and back uh, just whenever it was fresh. I was watching NXT UK every week. You watch WWE every week? But, yeah, now, now, I'm, <laughs> now I'm lucky if I fucking watch all of, like, NXT and Dynamite. <laughs> These last few weeks, it's been fucking. Well, there's too just. Much. There's I mean, there's so just much. so much wrestling. Like how, like we try to be completists and we try to watch as much as we can to bring it to you, the beefers. But uh, we really don't. I mean, there's just not enough time to no, watch NXT I, UK, 205 Live, NXT. No, I was getting ready to say. I'm and I got to jerk off every day. <laughs> you guys don't know what there's it's like. There's so many hours in the day. No. I get what, and this is coming from the guys now working two jobs. I'm I'm barely squeezing it in at this point where I'm <laughs> that's funny <laughs> where I'm watching everything where I want to watch. Ah, it's not hot. So that being said, <laughs> I get where you guys are coming from. I just think for me, I already overused it. I just want to <laughs> I want to go ahead and try to watch everything that I would like to watch. NXT UK is one of those things because I like the I like the product. I love the English crowds. I mean, the crowd for me just go, watching them go ape shit, listen to the, you know, 
whatever original chant they're coming up with that week is part of the reason why I like it. Could it be better? Yeah, it could be better. But, I mean, every promotion, there could be better something better about every promotion. They're all knackered. Just, oh, take it easy, Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I said knackered. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I even heard that. I was going to say, I think if he said the other word, we probably had a problem. Bottom line, Tyler Bate, Jordan Devlin was the match of the night, the match of the week. It was, uh, if you haven't gone and watched it, and if you have the network, go out and watch that match. It fucking nah, ruled. It was, it was and, a very good match. I mean, and I think this weekend... This weekend, right? We have Worlds Collide. Yeah, I think I don't. It's soon. No, that was next week. But that's but next week is the Takeover Portland because now Takeover Portland is no Takeover Portland's not Rumble week. They're not doing a Takeover Rumble. Oh, they're not Takeover Portland is in February. It's Uh, it's Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, yep. guys, yep. I should start paying attention. You'd think I have a podcast, podcast or something. something. Let's get to that <laughs> three count. One, two, three. All right, so this is going to be the first time in a long time that we're going to a three count that happened on Raw. <laughs> you ain't shit. The flagship show, and I'll, I'll say this, Raw has not been bad. Raw has been pretty good for the last month or so. Heyman is obviously uh, has uh, a little bit more pull on the Raw side than he used to. It's not as much Vince. You can tell he's telling long stories. He's doing long-form storytelling. And he did something the other night that I absolutely loved, which is Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy had their, I think, third or fourth match in a row. And Buddy Murphy hasn't won a single one, right? Done. And Aleister Black has won all three. And Buddy Murphy sat outside the ring and sulked about his third loss in a row. Eric Eric Rowan came out and beat a jobber while Buddy Murphy still just sat there. God damn, I so hate that fucking angle. Just, uh, I'm fine with it. It was a three-hour show. Everything oh, can't everything can't be Wrestle Kingdom, dude. I'm not asking it for me to read Wrestle Kingdom. I'm just saying just let's let's not act like the rub with Roman Reigns means that he can come out with some cage and then that's entertaining. What? That's not even entertaining. Hey Jason. You come in my face, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but space and opportunity between us, brother. Come on, get you some. What uh what's in the cage? What do you Who guys think? Who gives in the a cage? fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they never told it us. Bit, it bit the owner. Or That's all I need to you, know. You know, oh, I think I just figured it out. It's going to be Hornswoggle. Oh, oh my God. Christ. God, that would be good, actually. I heard Stop. a really funny joke on a podcast, and uh, somebody said it was Eric Rowan's sexuality. No, <laughs> 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 how's it? Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. So, finish it. so, Buddy Murphy, Jason didn't get the drop. He didn't understand what he said. <laughs> Rusa said the other night, you come in my face, I will fight you. Oh, take it easy, Rusev. Okay, so anyway. So, Buddy Murphy sits out there sulking. Uh, Eric Rowan beats up the jobber. Rollins and AOP come out to fight. Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and Big Show. I'm surprised Big Show didn't turn heel here. Joe, KO, and Show. And uh, when everything broke down, as it's want to do on Monday Night Raw, Buddy Murphy stood up. 
and joined the Seth Rollins AOP. I think we can call it a faction now. Yeah, it's definitely a faction. What's, if, what if do we call that faction? If it's four of them. Uh, what? It's got to be something with the Monday Night Messiah yeah, theme. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing, like uh, the, the, the Apostles. I don't know. I, I don't CrossFit know. Jesus and the Apostles. Ooh, that, that sounds like a band name. It seems like there's been something called the Apostles. Oh, that was the Disciples. Disciples. Or, yeah, when, uh, Taker, was, when Taker. No, 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 no. It they, was, what did they call them? Uh, it was Edge and Christian with. It was Edge and Christian were the Disciples, right? And Gangrel. And Gangrel. Okay, so then what did they call uh, the Acolytes? That's what I'm thinking of. The when Acolytes. Ta- when Taker yeah. had uh, Farouk. Bradshaw and Farouk as like his, his heavies or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then they became the APA. Yeah, okay. Who are still great. Yeah. That's APA great were great. No, nah, I'm, I'm all about it. But. Um, let's go with the uh, Apostles. That's fine for a temporary name. But the WWE main roster has had. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. We got to go back. One, two, three. We forgot about <laughs> uh, on NXT TakeOver Blackpool that Undisputed Era came out and attacked. Yeah, duh. We forgot all about it, which was a completely hot ending. It was such a hot ending yeah. to have them come out and attack uh Imperium. Imperium. Yep, they flew four all the way four. to the UK for a run-in, and the crowd went wild. The crowd went nuts. It was so cool, man. And I was just getting ready, and I was telling two beer this. They were nutting you- their knickers. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to go to the bathroom because I saw the credits. <laughs> He's heating up. <laughs> I saw the credits going up, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time for me to go. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is takeover. Yep. Don't leave just right. yet. Don't. And I turned around, and I'm hearing the crowd starting to get hot. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's happening? And all you see is Undisputed Era just hopping the fucking barrister or barricade like it's nobody's business, jumping, appearing from behind. And I and I know Bill calls him the lollipop guild or whatever, but that's what the <laughs> lollipop guild is supposed to do. We ain't coming up and attacking you straightforward. We going to jump you jokers from the back and beat the dog shit out you. And they jumped Imperium. Knocked the three of the guy, three of them out, and then basically took turns on Walter beating them up like a little pinata. Great ending to the the, uh, the takeover show. English crowd goes legit, pops, all kinds of crazy shit. I totally forgot about that, but that's the second best part of takeover was undisputed era making the surprise run in. First, obviously, was Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin with the match of the night. But yeah, I forgot I used to call them the lollipop guild. No, I, no, I hate that shit. I'm like, man, look. Just because they small don't mean they didn't lollipop Gil, man. They just jumped the shit out of Walter. And I think that's that made it more so reinforcement of, yes, Worlds Collide is going to have to be must-see. When it ever comes out, I believe it is this coming Saturday. I'm getting ready to check that here in a second. But I believe it's this coming Saturday. I have to see that shit. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, all I'm saying, it was, it was a hot ending, and it was fun to see four on four and watch – Undisputed Eric coming there, and I know it's heel versus heel faction versus heel faction, but that place went fucking nuts because that's probably a cool spot. That's that's a cool thing to see. You, got you wouldn't the, expect those guys because you think that they're an ocean away, yeah. right? And you got the two biggest heel factions on each brand getting ready to face off, and now you've given us more of a reason to want to watch this match, right? So now we'll fast forward back to the. This is banned from ringside. Three counts. So we have Seth Rollins, AOP, and now Buddy Murphy 
part of heel faction, Buddy Murphy, the poor man's Omega, the poor man's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does kind of remind me of K Omega a little bit. I mean, he seems like he seems like such a baby face to me. It seems so easy. This this is where I wouldn't say he's a com- I wouldn't say he's an off brand. I'd say he's a competitive main brand. <laughs> You know, it's not like you're like uh, getting like the generic store bought stuff. So, if Omega's Cheez Its, would you call Murphy Cheese Nips? Sure, <laughs> just because of those nips. I think Cheese oh Nips are God. actually preferred Cheese Nips, but that's neither here nor there. No I know way. it's unbelievable. No way. I know it's crazy. No but Cheese is all day. This is this is this is a good thing. We it's a have, good thing for Buddy Murphy. It's a good thing for AOP, though, too. Like, they're aligned with a guy that went over Brock Lesnar two times in the two biggest pay-per-views of the year, right? So Seth Rollins got pushed and pushed and pushed, and then they tried to kill him against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and everybody said that he was dead. But I don't think they tried to kill him. I think they tried to put him over, and they, they and killed they him. And they fucked it up. Well, and they, then they had to flip him heel. I yeah, that. yeah, he's. I, it's a total knee jerk reaction. I've been completely wrong about Seth Rollins for most of his WWE main roster career because I always thought he was a fine heel. I thought as a baby face, his baby face move set is great. It, he can get a crowd Agreed. super going with his baby face move set. But as a promo, he's a terrible baby face. It he's a, such a natural heel. Yeah, I was going to say between that and. Trying to put him and Becky and pushing that and com- in front of everybody, I think that was the two biggest downfalls. Right, and compare that to the way I think about Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, who I thought he's such a natural heel. He has not spent a lot of time as a heel since the Shield broke up initially, which was what four years ago. He did that really long, goofy babyface run when he was the champion too, uh, but. Now he's a babyface in other promotions, and he's great at it because he's just a badass babyface. He's not goofy, but he's also still a little funny. Like we saw it with the skits with the inner circle. Like he still has like his comedy. Unfortunately, he was just kind of funny in front of Vince one time, and Vince is like, "Ah, he's a comedy guy," and then they just gave him a fucking comedy act, which is exactly what he said. That's really crazy to me. yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what he said on Jericho's podcast. He was like. Jer- our Vince thought that I was funny, so Vince gave me all this, like, lunatic fringe was fine with me, but then they had him come out in the straitjacket, and they had him come out in the Bane mask one time and everything. Yeah, that was uh, but, death. But <laughs> I, I still think that Moxley would be a better heel than Rollins would be a babyface. Sure. Are, are we just t- talking about in... Doesn't matter what promotion, we're Period. just talking about the character? Period. Okay, that's fair. But Seth Rollins leading a new faction that has AOP and Buddy Murphy, that's fun to me. No, that, that's that's a, that's a good development on Raw. That is pushing a tag team and a guy that needs to be pushed, a guy that really has all-star written all over Yeah, him. and Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy could be their own tag team. They could, yes. They, they should let those guys run roughshod up until – Leave Seth Rollins out of the title picture. I don't want to do too much fantasy booking, but leave him out of the fancy or leave him out of the title picture. But just let those guys run roughshod for a little 
for a little while. I know they're on the other brand, but uh, have them face off against uh, Roman and the Usos. Which is another faction. This is not part of the three count, but this is another thing that kind of came together on Are SmackDown this week. Oh, yeah, it's Usos and Roman. I think they called them the family. I thought it was the bloodline, but neither. Oh, the, no, that, no that, sorry, that's what it was. It was the bloodline. Uh, you don't okay. like that? No, no, I'm just, I, I don't think it's Roman's, set in stone just yet. Like, Roman's kind of over. I'm not, look, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that this Seth Rollins faction, let's just, for the sake of argument, let's just call it the Apostles. The Apostles feel like a faction. For Roman, the bloodline, and I'm using them in quotes, it feels like this was more storyline driven, where the Usos come in and make the save, and now in back-to-back weeks, storyline has put these guys together. Now, I'll admit, I I was a few Sauvignon Blancs in when I started watching SmackDown this week, but I don't think they made the save. I think that Roman just introduced them and they came out, right? No. Two weeks ago, Roman was getting, getting ready to get dog talking food. about the, this last week, though. They had the tag team match, and then Roman came out later on, interfered in the match, disqualification, Bobby Roode comes back. They put him through a table. That was this week. That was this week. Uh, Bobby Roode, the only guy that's come back from a steroid suspension looking more ripped and tan <laughs> than he ever has before. Dude, for real. <laughs> like, it was probably like weed or something. Because, I mean... They, they they just said wellness. Yeah, issues, they don't ever. So I mean, the dude's forty three years old. He came back looking like jacked, ripped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I just like I said, I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with Usos and Reigns being a faction. Actually, I would just prefer them to be a heel faction. But we already got that, so you know it kind of is what it is. As many matches as I'd like to see at WrestleMania, that are completely out of the realm of possibility or, like, very, very unlikely to happen. I wouldn't mind them building up to uh, Roman and the Usos versus Rollins and AOP for some kind of thing at WrestleMania because that will keep both those guys occupied and leave a little bit of room for guys that haven't had one-on-one matches. If this was in November, this is perfect Survivor Series. It's gotten it's written all over it just right now. This, I don't think that... I could see that if they built it up right, I could see it being the fourth from last match of the night. Then you have, you know, obviously Tyson Fury versus Big Show as the main event. And uh, Brock Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle. Jesus Christ. Or like Cain Velasquez. No, I'm just. See, come on, man. Come on, man. Really? He's in the uh, Royal Rumble. I know. I know. We We don't have to. You come in my face, I'm going to fight you. We don't have to speak that into existence, okay? Just oh. because he's in it doesn't mean he's winning it. Oh, he's going to be in the final four. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. You're killing me, Smalls. So. With Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. Well, Baron Corbin has his own little, not faction, but he's got Dolph Ziggler and. Bobby Roode, yeah. Bobby Roode running around. Uh, SmackDown is terrible. Um, <laughs> it's I don't terrible. Say, it's, it's not terrible. It, it's. It, I don't think it has a direction. Just outside of Bray and did you Dave know that Braun Strowman beat Nakamura clean? Yes, this week. Yep. Um, Miz and Morrison are back together. I'm not a huge fan of that, but that's okay. It is what it is. Uh, 
Sheamus is fighting Shorty G. I mean, okay, this, see, this yeah. is just fucking terrible. Okay, man. see, the, I'd rather the, watch the Marine Four. Oh no, hell no, shit! I'll uh, give me two hours of SmackDown. I can. Four is actually good. Three is the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. See, <laughs> a few months ago he was over here defending the Shorty G bullshit. Now he's over here taking a whoa, nice whoa, little dump on I'm it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I was not defending Shorty G. Uh, really? Do we have to relitigate this? Really? Do we're we going, we're to going to do this? You brought Zach, it up, man. Zach, get your boy. Get your boy. I was not defending Shorty G. What I was saying was if Shorty G was a character on AEW, everybody would be sucking it up. You're still Just wrong. He's on- <laughs> <laughs> wrong you man, got an Olympic now. athlete, and this is you're going to allow Sheamus to kick his head off. <laughs> See, just it's just so easy to to push the buttons. I'm sorry that you know you wanted to defend Shorty G. That's not my problem. You you can't have someone that's an Olympic athlete and just have him. Oh no, he's coming back. Never mind. Hang on. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. How dare you say this to me about Shorty G? Look, you're the one that's over here trying to defend the fact that, you know, this is good and it's entertaining. Didn't say it was good. Here's the thing. If we live in a multiverse, there's there's a universe where Shorty G, the name is over, and it's also the universe where Hitler was right. Mm. Damn. <laughs> wow. It's the same I think, universe. I think you just named this universe, brother. <laughs> God damn it. Just kidding, <laughs> oh, guys. That's just up. kidding. I shouldn't say these things. No, no. People, no, people actually believe you, okay? <laughs> no, I say, God forbid. I'm Easy, Tessa. I'm waiting for my boss. I'm waiting for my boss to figure out that I have a podcast. Yeah, say accidentally listen to it right. What the fuck? We go from uh, undesirable to unemployable. <laughs> 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 Woo, that's good. Okay, so I guess we're all on board with Murphy with the okay. So no, um, no, it's I agree, fine. I'm I just happy that he's elevated. It's elevates. And I that's agree what with I'm saying. He elevates. It elevates them, and it elevates AOP. I agree with what you're saying. Seth is the figurehead. Uh, Buddy is going to be your mid card guy. You got your tag team guys and AOP. Now this probably ends one of two ways. Either Buddy Murphy wakes up and is like, you know, Seth is so bad, I can't fuck with you no more. Or Buddy Murphy wakes up and says, okay, Seth, I'm better than you. I'm going to take the faction over. And then we, you can, if that's at some point you want to flip Seth to try to back, for him to try to be a heat or face again, that could be the way to do it. To me, that it, it has to end on one of two ways because every heel faction implodes. It's just how do you want them to implode? Well, I mean, Buddy I, is the rock to Seth Rollins. Rollins Farouk. Farouk. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's. I don't think there's any doubt that if Buddy Murphy joins their faction, that someday we get a feud between Buddy, Buddy Murphy, Murphy and, and Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins, which sounds pretty cool to me. I'm all. I would be all on board on that as long as you know, even if it were two heels, because we're doing uh, undisputed era and, and Imperium. If think, they were both heels, I would still be on board. I think Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Murphy's going to be a total face someday because he's got the look, he's got the move set, and he's got the accent. And yeah. he's going to be a huge, he's going to be a huge baby face on the WWE main roster sooner rather than later. The accent doesn't always. Oh, really? Because I used to hang out with an Australian dude in college, and dude got so much puss 
It was unbelievable. The one thing I used to catch the same puss thing. shrapnel. From <laughs> That's how much puss the guy got. Oh my god! Okay, what? Drew McIntyre is my that dude. Almost that. married Alexa Bliss. <laughs> That's some babyface shit. Okay, look, I'm not sitting up here and saying that the man ain't got no game. I'm just dude, saying. Dave Dave Lynn from Mizzou. Oh no, you mean, you're talking about Buddy Murphy. Same thing. <laughs> I'm not saying the man ain't got game. I'm just saying that Drew McIntyre has has the same <laughs> accent going on. He has a tough time getting over just because of this accent. People don't like him because of this accent. All right, this could be the same thing. Let's get into that free for all. One, two, three. All right, odds and ends, free for all, whatever you want to call it. Um. I thought about this earlier today. This would be a fun conversation. If you guys had to rank the Undisputed Era, not the ones that are the best, but who you like from most to least, who would you name? One through four. Just preference, not like workers or? Not workers, just your personal preference. But what's like? Like, because why do we like them? Oh, my God. Bill Clinton, it just fucking answer. <laughs> I'm just saying, do I like them because they're a good worker, or do I like them because like I want to suck their dick? That's up to you. Jesus Christ, you are just making this way too deep. That's up to you, man. Well, which it depends, the- on, depends on oh, which one gosh. we're talking about. It's how deep it is. No, mine, mine goes. Mine goes strong. O'Reilly, Cole, Fish. I feel like Fish is at the bottom, unfortunately, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, he was hurt. He, he's been hurt he for a while. I feel like maybe because yeah. he's been hurt. And yeah, he, he's been hurt for a while. And, and it's just because the other – Bobby Fish is awesome, but, like, the other guys are also so good. I would go – If you watch O'Reilly just walk around – after they came out and attacked Imperium, like, just the way that Kyle O'Reilly walks around the ring, it like, nobody walks like that. Yeah. He's like – it's, like, so kind of snake – it's like – it's like if Randy Orton was on the moon and you sped it up a little bit. <laughs> if Randy Orton was actually a viper. Right. Um, I'll go Cole. Oh, God. Cole O'Reilly strong fish. O'Reilly feels it has more like a a personality versus Roddy, which is more of a ring technician, which is neither one is – Strong at number three, huh? I just, Kyle O'Reilly, when he came down with the air guitar, when he first did it, when they had the titles, that to me reeks of personality. Yeah, I love him. Okay. Plus the fact that he's a Billy Badass in the ring, that to me is the tiebreaker between him and Roddy Strong. They're all great. No, they're all great. Like I said, Bobby Fish is just getting a a bad rap in this scenario because unfortunately every time I look up, he's hurt. Two beers, Zach. That's so tough. Um, I got to go Cole O'Reilly, Strong Fish. Same way. I had strong with number one. Whew, God damn. We got to talk about the AEW TV deal. Yeah, go ahead. That's huge. Go ahead and talk about it. So, AEW. TNT <laughs> has renewed AEW. Uh, we do every one. Here through 2023. No so, renegotiations have happened. They were obviously pleased with uh, AEW. So, all you fucking Twitter marks that Stop. act like this is just failing um, well they just got 45 million dollars a year through the end of 2023 so 45 million 45 million a year so God damn plus their damn. ad revenue plus another one hour show on tnt which is going to be what the tnt guys said they want aw dark like tweaked a little bit but it's going to be filmed on wednesdays a tape show for another day one hour oh so, really 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. So, yeah, yeah they're basically getting like $20 more million dollars a year because they were getting production costs and ad revenue, and now they're getting a, a flat 45 plus uh, ad revenue, and then they'll have some additional ad revenue because they'll have another hour of television weekly, so another 52 hours of ad revenue plus I, I think, what they have. I think that TNT probably underestimated they were what they were going to do. I think wrestling fans, Smarks, probably overestimated what they were going to do. Yep. And I think that what they've done in terms of that time slot on TNT – Rather than showing the siege or or <laughs> the rock or whatever movie they would show at that time or bones or whatever the fuck they showed, I think TNT is like, oh shit! Like yeah. e- even if they get six hundred thousand, uh, even if they get six hundred thousand a night, that's pretty fucking big on a Wednesday night for a basic cable. Right. I was gonna say if you're getting that for. Fill in the blank. Good movie for them. That that means a repeat of Bones. Okay, that, more power to you. But I, like to that think means that we not. got the Wednesday Night Wars for another four years. Yeah, Pretty and odd. they're getting the key demo, and that's the that's the thing is like it's not even about the numbers of viewers. It's the key demo of eighteen to forty nine, and teen- Which Jason is almost out of. <laughs> you <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck, man. I couldn't help it. But wow. Like, I think it was last week, uh, AEW was, like, number six in all of cable and the key demos, and NXT wasn't even on the chart, like, as far because just old people watch WWE products. Like, that's how it is. Was, uh, was that the week that they had the the Christmas show? I think Maybe it was. It, it could have been was two a, weeks ago. I mean, yeah, but they say, were still, this week, they were 31st or whatever. Okay. Like, they were still on there, but they were, like, they were still 31st. There is still something about... Like, if you pin me down and said, which one do you like better? Which one would you have to watch? I would still not know what I would say to you. Like, because NXT, to me, has better wrestling on a night-to-night basis. Yep. But AEW still has that fun, fresh element. You never know what's going to happen. That It's still got the new car smell on, though. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's still, they haven't had a rematch probably the entire time that they've been on, which we're probably looking at 12 or 13 weeks at this point, maybe more. I don't even know. I think it's more because it was the beginning of October. I think they, Pac and Kenny Omega might have been a rematch, but that that first match already happened, so then the rematch happened on TV. I can't think of a match that happened on Dynamite, and then they've had the rematch on Dynamite. But we had Pac and Darby Allen the other night. I never even thought about that match. It was and good. I watched almost every single episode of AEW all the way through. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't it's, think of that it's either. It's still just got that fresh element, and it's still fun. Next week, they're on a boat. Yes. Uh, this week was Bash of the Beach. We didn't even talk about it. Cody's no, goddamn we're, suit. We're sliding into it. Motherfucking Miami Vice. This is... Uh, he wanted to talk about the AEW deal, so I mean, now we're sliding into the AEW portion of. I mean, uh, there was Band a bunch of stuff that was real good on Cody cut a great promo that beginning uh, tag team match. Even though I didn't watch it as closely as I've watched other matches, it was certainly exciting. No, it's, you know, it's, no, it's, you got eight guys in the eight guys in the ring that can go, and you had Hangman Page, Kenny Omega winning the match, where Hangman Page once again starting to unveil his heelish side of things, pulling the rope down while I believe it was Matt Jackson went over the top rope to get them the pin on oh, who, who did they pin? I think it was uh was that best friends best they friends. pinned? Okay. Um, Beretta. I I like the Or the, the other guy. 
I like the heel Adam Page. You know, the fact that he's kind of trying to break away from the elite and all this other nonsense and trying to make his own path. I like it. I also appreciate that they're taking their time getting there. Yeah, these are all slow build stories. They're not. Uh, they're not rushing things, and they have four pay per views a year. They can't rush like big stories. But it's nice that they're not hot shotting. We also had Pack beating Darby Allen in a. I mean, Darby Allen has nothing but fun matches. In losses, he goes over every single time, and I think for him, that's what's most important. For him, so it's not about winning matches. It's about getting his name out there getting people excited about him. So when you do want to give him his push, he already has a built-in fan base. There's two things I would change about Darby Allen, and none of them have to do with his in-ring ability. You want to guess what they are? Face paint. Yes. You don't like his ring gear either, probably. No, his ring gear's fine. Skateboard. Exactly. Dude, the skateboard is like one of the most over parts. Dude, him skating down to the ring is... (laughs) Oh God! It's, a, it's not he's for a skateboarder, you. Though. It's not for you. Okay. Okay. It's not like some dude. I didn't that, say like, it was. Mid- for, I'm not saying I. I don't, I don't want to kill him. I love Darby <laughs> Allen. I'm just saying it's dumb. It's just funny because it's not like Vince McMahon handed him a skateboard, like <laughs> handed him a gimmick. Like the dude's a fucking skateboarder. I'm saying it's real deal shit. Uh, I mean, damn. I would rather him walk down with a skateboard. Hang it! No, like, no, you got to ride that. I thing would rather down. him do that and then like kick flip on some dude's face on the apron. See, I should book the territory. God damn! <laughs> no, you shit. Zach always seems so offended when I mention that I don't like the skateboard. He's like, he's like, yo, boomer, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a skateboard. Yeah, man. It's about to say, in the grand scheme of things, we've seen worse props on. Worse individuals. I'm totally okay with it. But when you're watching the guys, when you're watching the guys' entrance, though, the guy should be walking down and doing his thing. Tell you what, at least it expedites things. I don't need to watch a motherfucker walk down for half an hour. Just give me the rest. Everybody's not the fucking Undertaker. (laughs) This is true too. I'll just say this: for me, it works because, like Two Beers said, he likes to uh, skateboard. He is a skateboarder, so it 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 works with his gimmick. Yes, I mean, look, I used I, to skate too. Like I landed two kickflips my entire life. Look at you, Tony Hawk. Couple ollies. Look at you. I'll say I'm surprised you still in one piece. I, me too. I'm surprised <laughs> I made the forty. You know what happened to me the other day? I'm scared to L- ask. Little side note: I was going to my buddy's house to have band practice, and they just moved into this new place, right? And I had only been over there one time, and it was nighttime, and I was a little buzzed, and I just walked in, got my dog. My wife was driving. We got out of there. So I go over there, have band practice. And he's like, hey, be careful. You're going to turn on this street, but the street kind of forks. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I got it. He's like, well, put it in your GPS. I was like, nah, I got it. Don't worry. Oh, shit. Don't worry about it, right? See, strike one. So I go down the street, and... I got my, I got Reba with me, my dog, and I look at the, I was like, I called them on the way there. I was like, what's the street number? They're like 8534. I go, okay, 8534. And I go up and I Probably look at the- in the 5,000 block. No, I look at the house. <laughs> no, I look at the house and the house is 8534. And I lost my glasses in Mexico, but I walk right up to the house and Reba's with me. Stop, don't tell me you walked in this people's house. It's my buddy Matt's house, who I know. I'm close enough with where I can just walk in any time, right? <sighs> I just go, doom, 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 open up the door. Reba, walk, Reba runs in, hops on this couch. Oh, stop. This 
kid sitting, this kid is washing dishes across the room. There's like a living room. It's like an open floor plan, right? And this kid, probably 14 or 15, Stop. turned around, looks at me, looks at Reba, goes, uh, dad? <laughs> 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 and this dude comes around the corner. He's like, hey, what's up? I go, is Matt here? And he goes, he goes, no, no, Matt. He was really cool about it. And I was like, holy shit. I go, dude, Reba, Reba, Reba. Reba comes running outside. And I go, dude, I'm so sorry. He goes, who are you looking for? I go, Matt and Crystal. He goes, no, Matt and Crystal here. I go, is this 8534 XYZ? He goes, no, this is. That's one block down. And I was like, oh, my God. I go, dude, I'm so sorry. He's like, no problem, no problem, no problem. That's how people get shot. Okay. Let my black not, ass go in there and do some shit like that. Not, not there would white. be no Yeah, exactly. Not white people. Not white people. <laughs> <laughs> not how white people get shot. So like, other people Dad, get shot. Dad, I think we have company. He brought his dog. <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know what happened? It's the ditziest thing I've ever done, man. It this was is so dumb. This is hilarious because the same thing happened to me the first time what I went to Bill's fuck? house. What the fuck? Right here, I know. Right here. I was Zach getting did drunk. the same thing next door. Next door to this house. It was like an Oscar all the houses, party or something. Yeah, all the houses. It was your white boy taco party. Oh, that's right. And all the my houses looked very similar. And I was drinking tequila, and oh, I Jesus. forgot my phone charger because I left it in the living room. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm going to go in there. And so my wife and my kids are with me, and I, I grab, like, my phone and head into Bill's house, and I just walk right in because it's a party. Like, everybody's just in and out. Walk right in the house, and I just, like, walk over. And I had not spent much time in the living room, and the houses are all laid out the same. So I walk into this guy's (laughs) living room, and he's like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, nothing, man. I'm just grabbing my phone charger. And I just continue to walk into his house. And he has a buddy who was, like, definitely Mega Stone, who was loving this interaction. (laughs) He was like, the look of pure wonder on his face was so great to behold until I realized my mistake. Doghouse. And then I got very scared. And I was like, oh, I was like, I thought this was Bill's house. And he's like, no, man. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, and I, so then I came back in. I got my phone charger. No, he uh, said to you. You come in my face. <laughs> Thank, thankfully, he didn't. But that's funny that you did the same thing. Now Man, you know how it feels. Fuck no, no. Oh. Let me do some English shit I like feel that. like I should go up to that guy's like mailbox and just drop like a $25 gift certificate to <laughs> Starbucks or something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah JJ Twigs, right. <laughs> Don't ban from ringside sent you. <laughs> 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 um, we also had Bianca Belair won the Battle Royal. Oh, she is going to face Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Oh, well, the winner of Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Ripley and Tony, Tony Storm. Storm. Right. So I'm glad that Bianca Belair is getting a little play. I mean, I don't, I don't see her no, dethroning Rhea Ripley. No, she ain't winning. Uh, Swerve versus Tyler Breeze versus Leo Rush for a shot at the... One of the four spots for the uh, WWE Cruiserweight title. I didn't realize this was a fatal four match. Yeah, uh, that that was a fun match, and uh, nice to see Swerve get a little uh, sure. little push. I was, was going to say, he, I think it was his time. Yeah, oh, he's really good. Yeah, him, he, and, him and Matt Riddle had a really good match and involved. If you get a chance, you should check that out. We also have DIY is going to reunite at Worlds Collide against Mustache Mountain, which 
I've, I'm on record as saying Mustache Mountain is a terrible name for a great tag. <laughs> I mean, Dude, I, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be match of the of, fucking weekend. Yeah, that could that could steal the show easily. I think that the whole World's Collide card, at least the top half of it, is going to be. I mean, must see TV. Tyler Bate is really something, like an unbelievable an unbelievable talent. But even more than that, at 22 years old. The guy just really has a nose for how to tell a story in a long-form match, which is something that usually takes guys. I'm sure that there's veterans out there that watch Tyler Bate. They're like, how does this guy get this shit already? Oh, he's a total prodigy. Uh, I was listening to a podcast today, and they were having uh, they were doing an interview with uh, Rocky Johnson, R.I.P. Rocky Johnson. Uh, we didn't um, even talk about that. R.I.P. Rocky Johnson. And Rocky was saying that part of what he thinks that the younger generation struggles with is just putting moves together that make logical sense. He asked this student, why did you do that? And he said, the student said, because I knew how to do it. It didn't make sense in the flow of the match. Tyler Bate makes it make sense in the flow of the match. And like you said, at so young of an age, he shouldn't even be having this. 22. He shouldn't need be anywhere close to being this good. He's this damn good. I would kind of wish he would go to NXT just because I think he would have more of an opportunity to be the champion. But if he want, if they want him to stay over in in the UK and, and help the UK brand, so be it. But that's so, just me being. So in the same way that I would have asked you in like 2013, 2014, who would you rather have, Mike Trout? Or Bryce Harper. Now, remember, this is before we knew who was better. True. Now now we know who's oh, better. Yeah. But in the same way that I would ask you about these two prodigies, whose future would you rather have, Tyler Bate or Pete Dunne, barring injuries? Mm. Damn. Zach, I'll ask you the same question. Pete Dunne's, what, 26? He's not much older than I think he's got to be in his couple mid-20s. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about this here. I think he's 26 or so. Sounds right. Um, That's tough. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Tyler Bate just because I think the ceiling is higher. So that would – well, the floor is higher. That makes the ceiling higher. Let's just go like that. I think we're all – not almost hitting Pete Dunn's peak, but I think what we're seeing right now is – the best of Pete Dunn. You probably can get Pete, two or three more years. Pete Dunn's twenty six. Okay, he'll be twenty seven this year. Okay, I'll give me Tyler Bate. I think this, like I said, the four is higher than Pete Dunn's ceiling. I don't know, man. I I I think uh, I mean they're both phenomenal, and I don't I don't know that either one of them has a ceiling, but I feel like Tyler Bate has it in him to be that white meat baby face, a la Cody Rhodes. Um, where you have the big money potential, you know what I mean? Like where people like gonna he, he spend money. He could draw. Whereas uh, Pete Dunn is smarmy and cocky and just a total badass, and people are gonna get behind him because he's cool. Uh, but he just doesn't have that. Uh, you know, Tyler. He's a good looking dude, but like Tyler Bates got that fucking like girls want to fuck him, guys want to be him, like that kind of thing going on. Everybody's jealous of. As long as you keep them close together, you can always have them come back and do this dance again. Because oh, they the, could be Rock and Austin, man. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, at, at any point, my answer in 
and I fucking love Pete Dunn. My answer is Tyler Bate, only because pretty much exactly what Zach said. But once you've seen a guy topple the mountain of a babyface little guy versus a monster heel, and to be able to put the match on that he did with Walter, which was a 43, 44-minute match, something like that. And he's 22, and that was in front of, what, 600 people at some place? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I'll take Tyler Bate, and that's no slight on Pete Dunn. Zero. I kind of wish that him and uh, Matt Riddle kind of run the table, at least to beat Imperium and go to the finals, but... You know what? We didn't even talk about that, but you're right. Uh, we'll talk about the Dusty Rhodes tournament next week. Uh, really not much to talk about. I mean, you got uh, Imperium and Pete Dunn versus uh, – well, try this again. Imperium versus Dunn and Matt Riddle on one side, and then you got uh, Undisputed Era versus Griddle Young veterans on the other side. Uh, four good tag teams. I'm, were you surprised that Kushida and Shelly lost? Very much so. Me and uh, Tubier were talking about this. I thought if you were going to put them together, you would have them go over. But, you know, I guess maybe this might be a one-off for Alex Shelley so he, he can go to the PC or whatever the case may be. I don't know. It's uh, a total WWE thing to do. To yeah, not, I just to I, like, I really thought like you're that, not going over our guys. Yeah, I really thought that that would be the one that would could go over. But, like I said, neither here nor there. I don't have a problem with it. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got a bunch of birthdays to get to this week, guys, on the week of January 15th. Excuse me. Kelly Kelly. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I was to say, you're a little late there, Jason. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my schedule for next week. I apologize. 33, Shane is 50, Bull Buchanan. Part of my one of my favorite, favorite goddamn my see, favorite faction of all time. I want right you talk about any of my favorite factions anymore. If you if that's your favorite faction, what right to censor? Yes. Ooh, they were good though. They got heat. I'll give Fifty two. Tucker is thirty. Ted DiBiase still alive at yes, sixty six. Batista definitely alive. Oh, one year alive old. and pining for Dana Brooke. One year is that still happening. I was going to say alive in the big time movie star, but you're right. He's pining he is, for Danny Brooke. He is a big time movie Are star. Are you not pining for Danny Brooke? Dude. Uh, Mark Briscoe is 35. That's it? That's it. Wow. Pat Patterson, the legend, the life, the man, the legend, uh, who invented the Royal Rumble. He is 79. First Continental champion. Also openly gay to Vince McMahon for at least the last 40 years. So Vince McMahon is woke, if you guys didn't know. Our yeah, truth I didn't, I didn't is 48. I how progressive Vince was. Yeah, I know. It was very progressive. Our <laughs> uh, truth is 48. Had a great segment. Our <laughs> truth had a great segment this week with Brock Lesnar. I'm oh, sorry. Man. It was we, good. He should have come up as underrated in the beefers because our truth is underrated. <laughs> I mean, the twenty four seven thing might be his legacy, dude. For real, he's actually get like if it wasn't for our truth, that title would that be garbage. It's over. Sioux Falls yeah. City. Yeah, Sioux Falls City. Oh man, he he was real good. And, and kudos to Paul Heyman because everybody, you know, oh Paul Heyman, so did this. The look on his face when he when Truth said his name and the way he played off of it, 
classic. I Paul lo- Heyman gets all credit. I, I loved how mad Heyman was at him the whole time, but how hard Lesnar was laughing at him. The whole oh, time. yeah. It was good. It was a good segment. It was a good segment. It was a really uh, good Tyler segment. Breeze is 32. He fought on, on uh, NXT, NXT yeah, this yeah, week. Threat match. Carl Anderson. No, not that Anderson. Not that Anderson. Anderson. The one with the hot Asian wife. <laughs> yeah, the hot Asian wife. He's my age, 40. Wow, that's couple, it? A couple months younger, I know. Unbelievable. And Maurice is 37. Mm, two kids deep. Jesus. <laughs> hey, everybody. She's got two kids. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> for my sick wife, Aaron. Check. For the cat, Millie. For the Check. cat, Xander. For Check. the dog, Reba. Check. For Joey O'Farrell. For Bo Geesman Vice. For Murray the Mayorman Murray. Check. For Lucha Chris. Check. For F&B Eatery. Check. Ooh, F&B Eatery. Hey, go eat at F&B Eatery. Go eat at F&B Eatery, y'all. For JJ Twig. Check. For Two Beers, Zach Poland. Check. Cheers. For Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Naked Bootleg, and everybody boo the heat!